0: We're holding the Nefesh in the very last paragraph of Parach of Gimel. Again, we're talking about the various punishments for a person who doesn't enter. And now the, Mish- the Nefesh HaKaim brings the Mishnah, the Mishnah in Chagiga, and he says V'omr b'mishnah lo There's something which is bent, which is ruined, which can't be fixed. And what's that? So, the first opinion of the Mishnah is the person who misses the time to say Shema. And Rabsheba Yechai argues, and Rabsheba Yechai Omer, and Karin Mu'ovus, and Nemisha V'tchila, Venisavis. Something Mu'ovus is something which was once fixed, and now got ruined, and got bent out of shape. And therefore, has to have been something which was originally fixed to be considered ruined, to be considered broken, to be considered destroyed. And what's an example of that? For Azizah, it's a Tamil Chocham who was once a Tamil Chocham and has now left the Torah. So he's somebody who was once on a certain level and has now ruined himself. On this, there's a second unusual comment that the HaKai makes on this Mishnah. We're talking about a Tamil Chocham who leaves the Torah. And that's, he says, Why is the people who see and don't realize what they see? From the embarrassment of the Torah. What is the Nefeshachim commenting on? What did he see in the Mishnah which brought this comment? Why is the people who don't realize what they see because of the embarrassment, the disgrace of the Torah? And now the Nefesh HaKhayim finishes us, and he says, This rule is something so important the person should be thinking about it always. When is to the the person thinks about it, his illness will turn, he will move him tremendously. He shouldn't go in darkness his entire life, which is the amount of time which has been allotted to him. The Hashem is kind of to give him he shouldn't spend that time wasted in doing everything that he chooses to do. Sent free, set aside apart from the Torah. Because it's going to cost him his nefesh. mean it's going to cost him his nefesh? The time will come when he'll have to give a reckoning. And that's when a person's life ends. The offer the body, which is made of dust, goes back to its origin, to the dust, and the soul of a person won't go back to Hashem, to be bound up to the connection of life, which is where the person's neshama is meant to go to, because rather he'll be given the punishment of being of being thrown around, he'll find no rest, he's considered a wanderer, so, what's, this, what's the Nev talking about? What's going on? What's the punishment which is the person is being given? And what interests us first is the Hanad Nev Shachem. You see all of this in the Mishnah which he began with. And that is that a person who was once a Tami Chachem and needs the Torah is considered Mu'uvahs, is considered. Corrupted ruins in a way which can't be fixed. That's the Torah. What does that mean? That's the that's the sugi which you want to learn. You want to understand. So let's begin with the principle which Nefesh himself has taught us many times previously. And that is the, the, the number of spiritual levels which make up a person. As we know, a person isn't just a neshama in a body, rather we can define a number of different areas within that neshama, each one with different abilities, each one with a a different, so to speak, connection to what's above and below. And we've spoken about it before, but let's talk about the principle again. We speak about three different steps, stages. Within the neshama, it's like a chain of different levels. There's one level, which is the level of what we call the nefesh. The nefesh is the life force which connects to the body. The the, the nefesh is what enables a person to use their body, feel their body, uh, enables them to, so to speak, provide those things which are necessary for the body's survival. And therefore something which is shared by every living thing. Every living thing has a nefesh it has a life force as long as it's alive. Above that, there's a second level which only human beings have. And that's what we call the person's Ruach. The Ruach of a person is a person's personality, their identity as a person. That's something which is unique to humans. And the feelings which are uniquely I think part of the person's personality, his identity, are centered in the Ruach. What a person likes and dislikes, as far as emotionally, what a person feels pride in, a person feels love, all those things are feeling centered in the heart, centered in the place of the ruh. There's a second element, maybe a high dimension of the Ruch too, and that is the person's mind, because that's also a uniquely human middle. And that's something which the person can use to think, to make decisions, to decide, to understand. It's also something which people are, are, have and animals don't, and maybe that's a higher dimension of the level of the ruch, which is the essence of the person themselves. A person experiences themselves experiencing their ruch. Above that, there's a third level, we call the neshamah, and that's the connection to asham. And that's something which is given only to the Jewish people Are like we going to talk about. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us the Torah, at the same time He gave us a nashama. The two came connected to each other, that God will explain by Hashem And then the level above that, Nesham. in the words of Nebuchadnezzar Himself in the first child He says the word Neshama, the soul of the person comes through with Neshama, which means the breath. Because it was Hashem's breath, so to speak, which He blew into a person, so that part of it which is still connected to the person breathing, to the one breathing, is called the breath as opposed to the part which is already, so to speak, had, uh, inside the person, which is called the Nefesh. And therefore the part which connects us to Hashem is called our neshama. When a person is alive, all these five stages are connected to each other. Hashem connects to the Neshama, connects to the Ruach, connects to the Nefesh, connects to the body, And therefore a person can use his body to do mitzvahs, can use his body to connect to his feelings, to connect to our ship. when a person dies so then this connection separates but once the chain of consecutive stages gets pulled apart gets detached but as you know when you take a chain and you pull both ends of the chain so the place where the chain is going to snap this is the by its weakest link and now what you want to know is what's the weakest link on that, of that chain of Hashem to the Neshama, to the root the to the body, which is where when a person dies, all those levels separate. So out of those five stages we spoke about, two links can never separate. Which means, the first one is the link of Hashem to the Neshama. The Neshama is something which is always connected to Hashem, and of course, when a person dies, the Neshama goes back to its source in Shemayim, which is to be with Hashem too. That's an unbreakable link. By the same token, the connection between the nefesh and the body isn't a breakable link. Either. Even though a person dies, the nefesh leaves the body, but the nefesh remains in the proximity of the body. The God explains, the nefesh remains in the gravestone, which is why the, the, the gravestone, the tombstone of a tzaddik, is called Osem Nefashos Letadiklo. It's a home for the nefesh, and the nefesh remains and waits there because it's waiting for the ability to reconnect to the body when it's chesamayse. Because the whole identity of the nefesh is its ability to interact with the body. That's the second st- That's the second stage which can't separate. And therefore we have so for two steps. The neshama can't separate from Hashem, the nefesh can't separate from the body. And so we say also the reason of daveni by the kever of the tzaddik is because the body of the tzaddik doesn't make a difference to us, whether not it has any life. But because the nefesh of the talik still remains there, next to where his body is. And therefore, if you want to have some contact to a certain part of the talik, at least you can connect to his to his nefesh. So what remains is the question of the two links connecting the rech. The connection of the rech to the Rishab on the one side, and the connection of the rech to the nefesh on the other side. Those are the only two breakable links. And now the question is going to be when it comes time for a person to die which one is going to break? And like we said, the weaker link is going to break. Which one is the weaker link? And the answer to that question is and this is the scary point to think about what Nevisha Chaim writes over here a person should always think about this because Yosef makes it moves a person. It shocks them. What a person should always think about is that the question of which link is weaker is a question which the person himself is deciding. Why? Because if a person chooses to connect more to his Ruach, to his Neshama, then that becomes the stronger link. And when that becomes a stronger link, so when the person leaves this world, the the Ruach will connect to the Neshama and they'll go up to Shamayim together and will detach from the body. And if a person in his lifetime connects more to his body and he sees that's more primarily who he is so his decisions strengthen the bond between his Ruach and his body and weaken the connection of his Ruach to his Neshama then when he dies that's what's going to happen too. And the Neshama will detach and go back to Shemaim and now the Ruach because it doesn't have a connection to something to pull it up. what happens to such a ruh? That's the oynish, which we talked about in the pasuk in Shmuel. When talks to David Melech, and she says that after you die, the Nefesh, doesn't refer to the Nefesh, she refers to it's just a general word for the, the, the person, that means it's ruh. and that is that you're, that will go up to be connected to the tzeror to the bond of life with Hashem. Whereas the your enemies, what's gonna happen to them? They're going to be a kalena basik kafakera. They're going to get thrown as if inside a kafakera is a sling. And what does this mean? A sling? So it's the imagery which is painted for a situation let's say you took a stone, you put it into the sling, you pull the sling back and you throw it let go and the stone is going to shoot up as fast as it can go until eventually it gets to a height where gravity is going to pull it back down again and it's going to come hurting back down again and if it falls back into the same place where it came out of the same sling then by, the def- by falling into the same sling it's going to be pulled back down again which is going to release it in the back up, which means it's going to be a constant yo-yo effect of going up and down and up and down continually that's what happens to the Ruach of the Rasha that's what Nev Chayim says about the, the Rashi here, that, He's going to be cursed, he's going to be given the punishment of of being sent into this up and down, so to speak, slingshot. Why? Because, It's a wandering soul that doesn't have a place. And why doesn't it have a place? It doesn't have a place because it doesn't have the Neshama to connect to, which will, which will carry it up. And at the same time, it doesn't have place in the here to connect to because the body that it was which it tried to connect to is no longer alive and therefore it's it's left without a place, it's left without an identity. That's the oynish. that's the punishment of what we call kaffakeda. And again, who is that punishment meted out to? It's meted out to the person who utilised his life wrongly and try to make more of a connection between his Ruch and his Nefesh at the expense of the connection he could have made between his Ruch and his Zashamun. So now we've understood the second part of what said. Now let's go back and understand the Mishnah. Try to understand the Mishnah. The Mishnah says an interesting thing. The Mishnah says that you're looking for an explanation for the password of something which is us something which has been bent, been ruined, corrupted, which can't be fixed. Which can't be fixed. And the example of Shreem Kha gives for that is a Tamil Khakam, who was a Tamil Khakam, and now has left to Torah. And the question is, what's this different to the first opinion? And of Shreem is coming to argue with. The first opinion in the mission was, that's referring to a person who misses Kriyashma. Because maybe I said Krishma yesterday, maybe we'll said Krishna tomorrow, but today's krishna is gone. It can't be replaced. So, a natural argues and he says, no, the past is referring to something which was fixed and now broke. Why is it that example of the time of In other words, if we were look at the time of yesterday he learned Torah, for years he learned Torah that he has. Except what? He gave up his opportunity, he gave up his chance to learn Torah in the future so now he's missing out on opportunity in the future why is that an example of something that he doesn't have from the past and so here we have to learn a big side. and the biggest side we need to learn is that when a person doesn't learn Torah there's an extra effect that it has when, and that, what's that second effect that not learning Torah has when a person doesn't learn Torah the second effect that it has is that it takes away from what the person had beforehand. What does that mean? When the person learns, he was a certain level, he knew a certain amount, he got to a certain place in learning Torah. And when a person doesn't learn Torah, he loses that. Why? If it's a question of knowing something, I knew it. it's a question of having a good memory, I'll remember. There could be other topics which I once learned and I haven't seen the textbook for many years, and I haven't, something which made an impression on me, something I remembered, and we I still remember. So why when it comes to Torah is a difference? And we say that then if a person stops learning, is it going to take away from what he originally had? And again, that's the explanation of the mission It's not just the question of he'll lose his chance to learn in the future. It ruins what he already had. If he stops learning Torah, he's going to lose the Torah he already worked hard to acquire. It's, it's, going, it's, it's destroying what was before. We spoke about this in the last year. The story of Rabbi Elizabeth bin Arach. The greatest of the of his daughter. And he lost his entire Torah knowledge because he didn't continue to learn. And when he stopped learning, so he lost his time. Why does that happen? Maybe a person doesn't have the, the source of continuing to learn and learning more in the future. But it's more than that, it's Bo'ufus, that's destroying what was before. He loses the Torah already. Why? So this is the Yisait, which M'chal uh, teaches us in the Yisait when he wrote, called Derech Etzachayim. And he said you should know that when HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave the Torah to the Jewish people, he really gave us two gifts, less than the Torah. He gave us the Torah, but at the same time he gave us the Neshama. We said before that the Neshama is a special level given to the Jewish people which connects us to Hashem, and we were to that, we merit to gain that level of that Torah. That's what we say every day in the davening. we thank Hashem Hashem, not from law of Torah, He gave us the Torah, and the connection to eternal life He, 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 he instilled in us. That's in the Neshama. That's in the Neshama. And why would it? we know that Torah is strong. and as part of the ceremony, I received the Torah, Klaishal died and had to be resuscitated. And my makshav explained that it wasn't a uh, chance occurrence. It was necessary because that way they could be brought back to life different to how they died. They'd be resuscitated with the Neshama. And it was necessary for Matan and to give you the Klaishal the Neshama because without the Neshama they wouldn't be able to accept the Torah. Why not? this is the principle when it comes to learning Torah. And the principle is that Torah isn't just a question of understanding or using what Torah is really being taught by Hashem. And we said this previously that, Everybody learns Torah, he's learning with Hashem, Hashem comes to teach him. Because there's no other way to learn Torah. Because the way to learn Torah is not through the seichel, through the intellect. The way to learn Torah is through the nishama. And therefore, when Hashem gave us the Torah, he had to give us the ability to understand Torah. That's our nashana. And now, as much as a person learns Torah, so then, that's how much they connect into to that And the more they connect to that nishama the more they're able to connect to Torah, to go together but the converse is true as well. And that is, if a person weakens that connection to the nashat, so then the result's going to be they weaken the connection to Torah too. And, the, and as as an effect of that, when a person who had been a Tamil who had been learning Torah, who had been somebody who was more connected to Torah, and that's how they got Torah, that's how they amassed a certain amount of Torah knowledge. And now that person, is Parashmina Torah. That person leaves the Torah. So now it's not just a question that what they have, they have, they're not used as an opportunity to earn more. Leaving the Torah means the person's changed direction. And whereas until now, his focus of his neshama, Nefesh was, his Ruach was to be connected to his Neshama, and that enabled him to the Torah that he knew, when a person changes focus, and what they're now interested in more, is the connection of the ruach to the nefesh? It has the effect of weakening the connection to the ruach to the neshama. <coughs> One's at the expense of the other one. And the more that the a connection, a person loses the connection to the, his neshama, he's going to lose the Torah that he knows. In fact, we even say it more sharply than that. We could say that the fact that a person stops learning and starts to forget Torah, it's symptomatic that the person is losing his neshama. Not just his Torah; they go together. He doesn't remember Torah because he's losing his connection to his Neshama. And that's what's more of us. It's not just that he doesn't have more. That's what he's lost. That's what he, he's, he's missing out on. or the, what he once did have in the past. That's the lemma <laughs> of the Nefeshachite, where he's using the But there's one more point. It says, <laughs> They see and they don't realize what they see. Because unfortunately it's something we see. Especially today. We have a of system that everybody starts off learning Torah. Maybe some more than others, maybe some more seriously than others, or with more dedication. But it's a system which everyone begins by learning Torah. And at various stages, people leave the Torah and go, Parash, they're going to do other things with their lives. And the result of that's going to be, when they leave the Torah, the result of that is going to be, that they lose the Torah. But it's not just that it is their Torah, that it is the connection to the shaman to whatever extent it is as well. There are they were more idealistic, they are more serious about their mitzvahs, and more Yerushamaic. These are all parts of the spiritual level that the person once had. And yes, it might seem that they've changed their lifestyle from learning to something else, but they become more materialistic. They become more focused on ala They become less connected to to Rakadish Barahu. embrace That you see the results of a person's Torah, and you don't just understand how far it goes. It means the person who's losing his connection to his nishama too. And of, lack of connection to the Neshama, Really is going to determine what happens to the person after they die. If they're going to go up to, if they're going to go Shemayim to together with their neshama, that's the one option. Or Chas v'Shalom, they're going to land, stay, remain trapped down here, detached from the neshama. Like the pasuk says in, in Kehilas, adam Who can tell in advance? Who is the roach of a person? that deserves that that ruach is going to go up to Shemaim to join the neshama or the ruach the or the other side the ruach of the animal which is going to remain trapped down here in this world and it's all up to the person the choice he makes of whether to connect to his neshama or connect to his nefesh is going to determine where that link is let's finish with one last point there's a very well known question Rabbi Khan Vaseman asks in his Kavisaros. And he asks the question that well, we talk about Chiba as being such a tremendous, so to speak, kindness from Hashem. That he's prepared to accept a person's repentance. And Rabbi Chonan asks, why is such a, why is Chiba such a big fetish? People can change. And uh, when people change, so they change who they are. So, for example, a person who had been living their life a certain way and they now decide to change direction and they start living a different way, they're going to be a different person. A person who had formerly been lived a life of materialism and connection to his body and now sees the value of a more ruchnistic kind of life and changes what they do and now is more connected to the Nesham, they will become more connected to the Nesham. And the same thing, unfortunately, is true the other way around as well. We just learnt it. A person who was a, someone who was a Talmud Chacham, a person who was somebody who was more connected to, to Rukhniyus, and now they lose their level, and as a result, they're more connected to Gashmias. So then they're going to become a person who's more connected to Gashmiyus. So what's the big Kiddush that a person can change? As long as a person's alive, and they can choose and make decisions. And those decisions, like we saw, are part of the element of the Ruh. Person's bichira, his choice is part of his ruch, So that I can choose to connect to my neshava. I can then change, choose and change to connect to my body. And the, that choice will make the one connection stronger, the other one weaker. And not only that, it's not gonna have a question of the future. Now, like we saw what a person's connected to is going to influence their past as well. So why is it a Khiddish culture? There are a number of answers to the question and the answers. Exclusive. It could be that there. Are lots of answers, and they're all true. The one point, which maybe, is uh, what's brought, uh, bring a ray from the very beginning of the Shabbat and that is the of Chava is kiya zarah Hashem Neshama. Hakadosh Baruch Hu helps people to Chava. In other words, there's a certain amount of a person who can change and affect changes in their life, and it will make a difference to them. That's up to them. But the fact that a person wants to improve positively, so then it's a special Satishmaya. Hashem doesn't leave it up to them, so to speak, to do everything on their own. But rather Hashem Ya Tibam Hashem helps people do chubbah when they aren't able to run their own. And then that that's a khidosh, that's a Chesed. That's one level, that's one answer we can talk about. And based on what the story we spoke about here today, we're going to add another point of this as well. We spoke about the story of Rabbi Ben-Arach. Rabbi Ben-Arach, who had been the greatest of the Tamaleche Charme of his time, the prime disciple of Rabbi al Ben-Zakai, and like we saw, when he left the Torah, he lost his neshama, which means he lost all his Torah learning. He couldn't even read a simple pasach after that. But the Gemara brings the story, that he was called up to Nalia and he couldn't read the words. And what happened in the end? So according to one opinion in the Gemara, his friends davened for him. He was able to return to what he was. That's the same principle. And that is, it's true that a person's perish leaves the Torah, he leaves that connection, and he loses what he once was. But if a person wants to turn around and do Chavah, so then it's the Tziyyon D'ishma. He said the Shemaya is the is wanting to help him. And in that sense, in a way, it's easier to regain what he once had. He's still in a better place than a person who never had it at all. Because if a person's going to do tribus, then there's a which will help. Him. And that's the important point to know as well. Yes, the person is always the danger of however much a person's gained, but they shouldn't lose what they've gained. And that's he says I in the breeze. That they can work so hard to achieve something and then lose it completely. It becomes loobus, it becomes lost what they once were, ruined what they once had. But at the same time, it's children. Which means that if a person thereafter realizes and wants to return, so there's a special stereotype to help a person to regain what they once were and to reconnect to what they once had, be- had been.